Back to the Two Months Podcast, presented by Pete's Concrete. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Today we have former NHL president, head coach, and general manager on the podcast. It's a special edition with what's going on. We'd like to welcome Doug McLean back to the Two Months Podcast. Doug, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Uh, beach party here last night in PEI. 30 plus people at the cottage, so... Uh, a little cloudy today. Nice, nice. So the how was it? The weather's beautiful. I'm a little cloudy, but that's okay. <laughs> a little cloudy. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. A little cloudy. So, yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. So, uh, so obviously, yesterday we got some uh, some kind of breaking news right out of the right out of nowhere. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes offer the Montreal Canadiens forward. Jesperi Kakinemi, a one-year offer sheet for six year for a one-year deal at six million, six point one million. So, uh, you know, initial thoughts on that. Uh, you know, the offer sheet, obviously, a bit of a revenge for what happened a couple of years ago. But uh, thoughts on uh, this offer sheet, Mac? Well, look, it's a rule. I mean, you're allowed to do it. So, you know, unfortunately, it it's sort of an unwritten rule that you don't typically do it. We've seen them. We've seen it happen in the past. Yeah. But very seldom have we seen it where there's revenge. We've seen it, whether it's Weber or whether it's different players around the league. You know, in Philadelphia, we've had it happen a few times in Vancouver. But we haven't seen a revenge situation. We've heard lots of guys talk about it. We heard Brian Burke talk about it on the Penner deal. We. You know, I'm gonna. You know, we'd like to meet in a in fight in the grab in a barnyard, me and Low, and all this stuff. But yeah. let me tell you something. There's a revenge factor. I had a second round pick years and years ago, a kid by the name of Kyle McLeod. Okay. Yeah. Who came out of Kelowna? Second round pick. We watched him play. He became a real stud in junior. He looked like he's gonna be. I remember watching the Memorial Cup after we drafted him. Thinking, man, I got a six foot six centerman who's gonna be a great number three centerman. And I I wanted to get him signed. So we come to training camp. He has a real good training camp. I call him into my office and I offer him $750,000 signing bonus. That's before the, you know, the sort of regulated signing bonuses. And he looks at me and I had heard rumblings that Arizona, Mike Burnett, tampering with Herb Pinder. And they were going to get a deal. I'm thinking, sons of bitches. I was so pissed off. So I offered Kyle 750 signing bonus. He said, okay, thank you very much, but uh, I'm going to go back to Kelowna. And Arizona signed him. You know what? Yeah. And he played maybe two games in his career. I don't know. He played in Springfield. And I liked Kyle, and I loved him as a prospect at that particular time. I thought our guys hit a home run with a second-round pick. But there was backdoor deals going on. I, Mike Burnett's a friend of mine. I like him. I understand the competitiveness, but it really pissed me off. Okay. Yeah. So Donnie Waddell goes through with Aho, their best player. 
They get a contract forced down their throat by Montreal because they had no choice but to match that offer with Ajo. They could not afford to lose Ajo. So Carolina, hey, the round goes around. I got a chuckle out of it. I, I like Fergie. I like Donnie. I got a chuckle out of it, especially the way they structured it. Now, basically, it's a two-year deal. It's yeah. basically six one times two because they got to qualify him at that price or, or they lose him. So all of a sudden it puts Montreal in a tough situation and you know what? Too bad. Yeah, no, exactly. So what do you think happens here? Do you think Montreal matches or do you think they got to move some cap around to, to get, to get him, you know, if, if they do end up taking that or do they take the draft picks and run and, and say, maybe this is a good thing for us too. So, well, it, it's sort of a scare. Like they, you know, the Finnish connection in Carolina, it, it may be a good pickup for, uh, for Carolina, you know, with that connection with Aho and company there. He got five goals last year, but you know what? This guy is on the verge. He looks like he's going to become a good player. You know, he, yeah. he went through a Stanley Cup run, and at times he looks like he's got a chance to be a hell of a player. That's a tough one to walk away from. When you walk away from kids like that and you take a first and a third, I, I'd be nervous if I was Montreal. What do I expect? I expect Montreal to move some money around here and try to match this offer. That's yeah. what I expect. But way overpaid at 6.1. It's going to affect Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki's going to be coming due here soon. He's a better player for me. Uh, where does he go? Yeah. So what do they do? It's going to be fun to watch, but I don't blame Carolina on this one. I really don't. You, no. you, I mean, you remember when Carolina off just after I left Detroit, Carolina offered the craziest deal to Federoff. crazy front loaded signing bonus. That was Carmanis, not Tom Dundon, new ownership, but it pissed Detroit off so bad at that time with Federoff's deal. And they matched the offer and kept it. Very seldom teams don't match. Very seldom they don't match. They they typically match. Typically yeah. they do. So yeah. we'll see. No, exactly. It's going to be interesting to watch. So do you think any of this has to do with Kakiyami being a healthy scratch in the playoffs for a couple of years in a row here? Do you think he's a bit bitter at the organization too? Obviously, it's the players. I, players it's up to them to sign this offer sheet deal at, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. But do you think some of that maybe ha- played a factor in, in what happened here? I think maybe it could have had a little fa- a little bit to do with it. I really believe it's a little more of the Finnish connection. I, I think it's got a little more more to do with that. That hey, there's you know Aho has a, a become one of the great young players in the game. Uh, you know, I, I see it as maybe more than that than a bitterness. But look, it, it's an easy way to get a big deal. Yeah, you know, how do you how do you how do you not sign it? Aho signed it. Did he really want to go to Montreal? Probably not. Yeah, but he sure as hell wanted the money. He wanted the contract, and 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 it's done overnight. There's no negotiating. So for Kakaniemi, I think it's an easy deal to sign for Kakaniemi. Yeah. Why why deal at six one twenty dollars signing bonus? I mean, Donnie Waddell wrote this up so insulting to Montreal. <laughs> it was unbelievable to read it. But yeah. hey, I got a kick out of it. So. Yeah. See what happens, you know. On the press release, you know, it, 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 you copy word for word pretty much from from two years ago to yesterday when this got released. So, do you? What, what's your thoughts on that? And also, the game needs more of this, in my opinion, too, doesn't it, Mac? 
Well, it does, except if you're a general manager, because it really puts you in. And the fans love it. I mean, I, I saw Dave Amber say, hey, I wish we had more of this. Yeah, if you're not a GM, you love it. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here out of the game. I get the kick out of it now. But I'll tell you what, if I was in the game, me, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't like it very much. And you're always worried about that. But I was never in a situation where I had a cap problems that I had to worry about it. But you know what? You scrutinize every year. I'd have my hockey ops people, Chris McFarland, who's assistant GM in Colorado now was our hockey ops guy. And he would scrutinize teams that were in cap problems that you could you could grab a guy like this. But most guys didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. Was perfect. Because it just and don't don't think this isn't Tom Dundon related. Don't think Tom. If it's done right the first time, you don't have to redo it. If you get Pete's concrete to pour your driveway, you don't need a repeat. When your patio is a PDO, you don't need a repeat. When Pete's concrete fixes your sidewalk, all it takes is once. You don't need a repeat. And if your basement leaks, a Pete's repair helps avoid a repeat. Get it done right the first time, with the colors and textures you want, so you don't have to redo it. For concrete, you can choose Pete's or repeats. Pete's Concrete. So, now that, now that we saw this offer sheet, do you think... Do you think we'll see another one? Do you think that maybe the Flames will offer sheet uh, Kyler Yamamoto? There's some other guys out there. Do you think we this might start a trend here, or is it just kind of we're getting back at you for a couple of years ago? Yeah, I, I don't see Yamamoto getting an offer sheet. I, I, I'd be, I, I don't see him in that. You know, I like him. He's a good look player, uh, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, you know, the, the intriguing one is to me is Eichel. What happens now that the uh, you know, he's with CAA, and I, I don't get this. So CAA get a player like Eichel, okay? He owes Peter Fish eight years of, of, of pay because he's on the SPAC. He signed there with that company, with Peter Fish Company. I don't know how this helped. I guess CAA wants big-name guys, but where do they get their money in this deal, CAA? What is there, eight more years left on this deal? Yeah, and he's got to pay his agent. I mean, it's a, it's a contract ob- obligation. So I don't know how this benefits. I guess it gets CAA out there more, but I, I I got a kick out of that one. But so, where does he go? I, I'm not an Eichel fan, so yeah, you know what? I get I, he's a good player. He's done stiddly squat in Buffalo for he gets his points, but he's never helped them do it the way the superstar young guys are supposed to do it. Uh, I don't know where he goes. And I, I tell you what, I mean, I keep hearing Rangers, you know, you hear Anaheim the odd time, you hear LA. I, I don't know where he goes. And I don't know that it's going to be a smart deal for somebody. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. For, we'll pick up on what you were just saying there. So for fans that don't know, if a player leaves an agency during that contract, the current, uh, the, the new agency that gets the player, they don't get any compensation at all. Um, can you explain why that is and how come that is for fans that I, don't I, know? Well, I, well, my understanding of it is when you sign this back and, and I suspect that the fish's company did sign it, the players obligated for the term of that contract to pay the agent. That's the protection of the, of the agent. It's the protection of everybody involved. 
So I don't, you know, I mean, typically this is an eight year deal. You know, I believe there's eight years left or six years left, whatever it is. I, my understanding, he has to pay Peter Fish's company. I, I don't know that there's any loopholes or maybe something in the wording. I don't know. I don't know. But it caught me a little off guard. You know, I knew Fish and them were in a little bit of trouble with their press, you know, with their press release from a couple of weeks ago. But I didn't expect CAA to walk in. But this this is what we got now. Everybody. Whoever can be the biggest thief among the agents gets, you know, it just drives me friggin' batty, to be quite honest. But, hey, that's the way it is. And we are the seeing big boys. Yeah. They, you know, they get they get so pissed off when somebody steals one of their players. You know, like I've watched some big name companies over the last couple of years lose, whether it's your group, whether, you know, whether it's Matthews, whether it's Newport or whether it's CAA and. You know, we saw it with the Detroit company there when they lost, uh, you know, Bobrovsky and Panarin. I mean, it, it's so, it looks so bad to me. I, I don't get it. But anyway, yeah. the lack of loyalty among some guys is unbelievable. And the way these guys work behind the scenes to steal other people's players, it's goofy. Yeah, it is. It is because you actually are seeing it quite often now. Like it, it, I would say in the last, you know, two to three years, you're seeing how this trend where these players are just up and leaving. And, you know, and and for me, it's a little bit of personal one for me because the agent that I know, you know, he's lost some some clients and he's always done pretty good. And, and it, you know, he's yeah. always found work for his players and his players have always performed really well. And sometimes, yeah. and, and lately, some of his clients that have left, they haven't done so good leaving. And I don't, you know, I think part of it, you know, mm -hmm. that might have to play in factor where the players career has kind of gone differently and, I, and we won't name it out, you know, yeah. whatnot, but it just, it really bothers me because it's a personal connection for me too, with one, with one uh, agency. But why do you think this is happening? Well, you know what you, you, the pressure that mounts, you know, and when you get into a situation where, you know, you, the agent gets front and center trying to put pressure on Buffalo to move Eichel enemies happen. And all of a sudden the players thinking, well, maybe the agents the reason here and they and they they forget that maybe it's something to do with the player yeah. and they like to put the blame towards the agent that well it's you know management doesn't like this guy and all this i i don't get it and i you know i didn't have a whole lot of it in my career but the 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 one aspect of the agent business that bothers me is the lack of ethics that you actually try to steal another person's client it just bothers me. There's some, it's like, it's like tampering in hockey. And I know we see it and we have it, but geez, if a guy's under contract, but it happens, it happens in management with tampering and it happens in agency with tampering. And I guess that's part of the, the part of the package, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't like it. You know, we saw with Matthews, his guy that recruited him as a young kid, moved to a different company so he went with them okay at least that's i understand that a little bit but there what was behind all that is what bothers me but anyway that's just the way it is and Ico, i'm not a fan I, yeah. i'm not a fan i thought it was a crazy deal when they signed him he hasn't he hasn't been the guy he's a hell of a talent we all know that but is he a guy you're going to build around and win a stanley cup he's got a lot to prove to me see before i really believe that so yeah. we'll see yeah. no exactly and you can look at the maybe hey, the same the, the sabers may maybe the sabers are a little bit to blame for that they haven't surrounded them but i mean i uh, i don't know i'm also I'm just, 
you know, I, I agree with that, but there's a part of it too, where have, has he made players around him better? You know, like where exactly. we see these other guys stars and the track record shows that's not the case. The track record shows it's all, it's actually the, it's the opposite players have kind of yeah. gone down around him. So, you know, yeah. case in yeah. point, Taylor Hall, you know, you had him there and, and Reinhardt almost right. kind of seems more now he's gone, but it almost seemed more like Reinhardt was making players around him right. better than Jack right. Eichel was. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more of it, a better, better talent with Reinhardt. And I think the deal that he yeah. got with Florida in that trade is, is you know, really well. But do you yeah. see do you see this kind of lingering on into the season or somehow just with, with getting with represented by Pat Brisson, this kind of gets resolved before training camp starts? I know it's pretty quick well, here. but you know, Pat, Pat's got a lot of friends in the business and he, you know, he's a powerful guy. And I, I guess the question is, if you're the New York Rangers, if you're the New York Rangers, do you really want this guy with the group they have right now? I like the Rangers where they are. I have not been impressed with what they've done. When you take a tie-end guy like Gusnevich and move him out for a fourth-line guy, I love Goudreau. I think he's way overpaid, and I think it'll be a contract that'll piss a lot of people off, and they won't be happy with it. And... Ryan Reeves, I just didn't see enough of, I mean, I watched him in the playoffs go 20 second shifts up and down the ice and one hit and off the ice and not, and not dress. Yeah. They're tougher. You still have to make the playoffs before, you know, you, you got to have that skill. I think they've dropped off a little on the skill level. Jawire will help them. I hope they can. I'm talking to some people. They don't think they're a playoff team. And I'm thinking, Jesus, they got to be a playoff team. Yeah. Got to be a playoff team, but Philly's improved. Still have Sid. The Islanders are pretty good. Washington are still pretty good. Who's going to miss? Yeah, the Flyers. Yeah, are the good, Flyers yeah. have improved. They've improved. So who's going to miss? So Rangers have their hands full. But you know, does Eichel come in and help there? I, I talent. We all thought there's a big question. And health is a is a concern. So Pat will Pat move it along? Yeah, he he will try. I guarantee you that. But yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, it'll be interesting, you know, for sure. That's a, that's one that's going to be, yeah. uh, you know, a scenario there. I, I, I don't know if they need him there. And if uh, Zabinjan is the guy they get rid of, I don't know about that because that guy's turned into yeah. a hell of a player, right? So Big time, big time, you know. And, I mean, they got, you know, they're pretty stacked in their top six. And they I, I'm not sure it's easy to put a combinations together there. They think they're tougher in the bottom end. You love Fox. You love some of their young defensemen. The goaltender. People have him highly rated, you know, and he's good, but he hasn't proven it yet. So yeah. a lot of question marks, but it's going to be, we're going to have some unbelievable races, wow. unbelievable races. And it's bizarre. The East is unbelievably tough. And the West to me is really slid, you know, it's really slid. So it it'll has. be fun to watch. Yeah, it has for sure. Um, sticking in that division, the New York Islanders, they've been pretty quiet this summer, but we know what the te- we know what we're, we're going to expect from them. They're usually always pretty good. They're in the dance. They always get there. They get pretty far. Um, but you know, there's some of these, as you in, in, uh, in the industry, like to call the deal is in the drawer at some time. So do you see, 100%. yeah, exactly. So you're the one that, I mean, uh, I, I mean, is Zekas and Palmieri already not signed? I, I, I know they haven't signed and lose a pretty upfront guy. And he's got unbelievable respect from Bettman and company. 
but is Zizekas and Palmieri not signed? And it's a, it's a, I mean, I, why haven't they gone somewhere else? Why haven't they signed? Yeah. I think they want to be with the Island and I think Lou needs time to, to make it work. That's probably what's going on. I don't know that, Yeah, but I, I don't see them losing those guys. And why would Palmieri not be signed? There's some teams that could use this guy. He, you know, not a top guy, but he's certainly a, a valuable type player that most teams could use to get into the playoffs and play well in the playoffs. Zizekas, you know, he's, he's, to me, he's dropped off a little, but he's still a pretty valuable. And that fourth line, uh, you know, with Clutter, Buck, and Martin plays really important minutes there. So, you know, uh, it'll be fun to watch how that unfolds with the island. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in obviously sticking with that division too, we have the the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Sean Couture resigns. Um, you know, big big ticket deal. What's your thoughts on the contract that Couture got with the Philadelphia Flyers? I, I was a little surprised it was that much, but he's become a really valuable player. He's become by far their their best all round player, and they and they desperately you know Vorchuk, you know, you know they've made a couple of moves there. Uh, I, I just think they needed him. I, I think Chuck wanted to get him tied up. I think he's a really important guy. Um, their young guys are ready to take a step. Two or three young forwards there look like they're ready to take big steps. Roots aligning. Is he not maybe the dirtiest son of a gun in the league right now? I mean, I worry about his talky IQ lots, but he is a mean guy and plays well. Yeah. Ellis, important pickup. I mean, they got a pretty good, pretty good goop. Carter Hart. I think he back he, he I think he comes back strong. I really do. I know he was horrendous. I think he comes back strong and Jones plays 12 or 15 games. That's what I see. Yeah, same here. Same here. They, they they're back the what they did to their back end and you know, even got uh, Keith Yandel there too. It's uh you know, it's been pretty uh pretty remarkable summer for for the Flyers yeah. in my opinion. They, yeah. they, and Chuck, they were, and, hey, Chuck needed it. Chuck Fletcher needed a big summer He did. It was he a did. ton of heat in Philadelphia. So yeah. Yeah, he did, he did a good job. He did a really good job, in my opinion. Yep, you know, he balanced all throughout the lineup, in my opinion. So there's no excuses. It's on the players now to get it done on the ice. So and I and you know I think they got the coaching staff in place yeah. there. So you know, and that's and so obviously and then Shneshikov uh, resigned with the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a pretty friendly deal, in my opinion. It's it's yeah. not, I don't think that's going to hurt them at all. But you know, initial yeah. thoughts and quick thoughts on that one too. Well, look, he's a hell of a player. I think, I mean, you, you, when you're in management, you cannot lose your top guys. You've got to get your, your young guys done on long-term deals. It's, it's, so I think it was a really good move by, by Carolina. You know, they had to lose a Hamilton budget wise. That's unfortunate for them, but look, it's like Ottawa right now. Ottawa have got, they haven't, they, what happened to their summer? I mean, I they, Weird. they, I mean, they think they've improved their blue line with Holden, which they have. Holden's a pretty underrated guy. He's a big guy. We had him in, in Columbus early in his career. Six foot four defenseman. This guy is a pretty valuable bottom end guy. But where was their signings? They're scared on Kachuk. They got to get him signed. They got some young guys. They got to get signed. But Dorian's got to get out of the gate because Melnick. I mean, Maguire, I don't know if Maguire will be cheering for the Sens or cheering against the Sens. I mean, you know, I mean, come on. 
Yeah. So Dorian's got to get out of the gate. And I, I, I'm a little nervous about what they did. And, and a lot of it, they got to get Brady done. They got to get him done. And is Brady going to sign a long-term deal in Ottawa? That's pressure, man. That's pressure. So getting these young guys locked up, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very smart, you know. And in, in in Toronto, we didn't see the the guys take those big eight year deals like we've saw anywhere else. So you know, to to the Leafs part, it's uh, you know, you really needed. It, it, it's really good for the organization to get these guys signed for long term deals. So you know, you well, have that stability. What, what, happens, what happens? I mean, I, I remember Nick Kiprios talking about this at length at the time, Josh. I mean, you don't get you give Marner and Matthews the money they got and no and not enough term that. That could come back to bite them in the ass just as they're ready someday to win. Yeah. So no, that's why Sebastian McCoff and these guys, I and Brady Kachuk, I mean, I, I don't know how they get him done. I hope they can get him on a long-term deal because he's a friggin' huge part of that franchise. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. It will be for sure. So, um, you know, a few more before we get you out. So quick, what's your thoughts on Darnell Nurse's contract signing? It, you know, we haven't had you on since, it's, since he signed, but uh, – you know, we're here in Edmonton. Uh, a lot of our listeners, too, are, are from the area. So, you know, are you surprised that he got that? Or is it just, you know, that was the year the defenseman, the run on defenseman was so good this summer. Uh, and he just capitalized at the right opportunity. And maybe they were paying for years before where they didn't give him the, the contract years because he took two bridge deals and he took less yeah. ease on those. So thoughts on the Darnell Nurse extension? Well, look, he was he was so good this year and so valuable, and and he's a horse. So, it was he overpaid? Yeah, he, he was overpaid. But come on, what is Kenny supposed to do here? He he loses Clefbaum, he loses Larson, Larson Harry. They had to get done at a decent deal. Nurse was overpaid. I I guarantee he was overpaid. But you know what? At the end of the day. They got him done, and yeah. he's an important guy. So, what if he's overpaid by a million? At the end of this deal, it'll probably look like an okay deal, or yeah. at least the first number of years of it will. So, I don't blame Kenny on this one. I, I just he with his goaltending as questionable as it is, his blue line still not deep enough. Um, he's got the most spectacular forwards, but he could not afford to get into a pissing match with Darnell Nurse. He could not afford to. No. Kenny, Kenny's, Kenny's smart that way. And he's a relationship guy. And that's why it shocked me so much he lost Larson. I, I would, that, that blew me away. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you had obviously the story of his, the, the passing of his father and, and you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. A lot, a lot of turmoil, you know, that he had here in Edmonton with that. And yeah. Yeah, you know the family having a thirty-hour flight, and and his his father yeah. passed away having a heart attack. Yeah, and, tough, and, tough yeah, and, and his mom never came back hereafter. Right after that happened, yeah. Yeah. so you know, yeah. I think, I think once he got into that open window where he was able to talk to, you know, at least Seattle, you know, the change yeah. of scenery yeah. was was good for him. Yeah. And, and I and I don't yeah. think it's a bad like. We'll see what Cody Cece does. Right, that's another big signing that. You well, know, we, you and I saw him a lot in, 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 in out east, right? Like we yeah. we watching those Leaf games and those Sens games in Euro Sports and at the time and and whatnot. But you know, he had a decent year with the Penguins. But are we getting Cody CC from Ottawa? Or are we getting Cody CC from the Penguins? Well, you know what? That's going to be interesting. Listen, top four defensemen are really hard to find, and and to start trying to fill holes for top four guys, it is not easy in the NHL. 
So Cody CC with Ottawa, I was always really worried about his his hockey smarts. I, I the, his decision making really bothered me at times. Not not bad with the Leafs, not better with the Leafs, but still bothered me a little. And then in Pittsburgh, there's something about playing with Sid that brings out the best in a lot of guys. I I don't know whether if it's the mystique around them. I don't know if it's what what it is, but guys are better there. And you know what? It's a good gamble. I'm still concerned about his hockey decision making. That's that's my only concern with Cody Cece. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll finish up on this one. We had Gilbert Brule on our podcast the last last episode. <laughs> um, obviously, great great guy. You as you know, and and uh, a, a draft pick that you, uh, uh, in my opinion, it or sh- it should be and are very proud of. But uh, you know, he talked about. There's just one thing I just want to hit on with with you with him. Um, he talked about that he he feels like maybe his NHL career could have been much longer and much better. Um, under your you and Gerard Gallant and he feels like the three of you guys with maybe a few other people kind of got the short end of the stick when 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 things kind of went the other way with the organization with Columbus so what's your thoughts on that do you kind of feel the same way Mac on that or you feel like the career could have been a bit different if you guys had a bit of a longer leash well a couple of things went wrong there and I remember I was criticized I remember Pat Quinn on the God rest his soul i mean i love pat quinn but he i remember him ripping me one time saying well he should have sent him back to junior he should have sent jill bear back to junior he took him out too early and i'm thinking didn't i send him back to junior didn't i send him back to junior and he led vancouver to the memorial cup where he was like a friggin' star every game i watched him so i did send him back the yeah. first year and i took him out the next year a couple of unfortunate injuries but Here's what happened, in my opinion. When I left Columbus, they couldn't wait. You know, they 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 made the playoffs. The the year after I left, they stumbled and and nothing happened under House. And the next year, they made the playoffs. And I think they had 15 of my draft picks on that team, starting with Chris Mason as their, a third round pick that led the you know Calder winner yeah. and had a great year. But they couldn't wait to get rid of those guys. They couldn't wait to get Broussard out of there. They couldn't wait to get uh, Jill Bear out of there. And I'm, they couldn't wait to get Rusty Kleschel out of there. Guys that were on the verge of having pretty good careers, but it was like, let's get rid of McLean's guys. And I, I'm, I'm th- thinking, well, like, you know, Jaredev. Jaredev is traded. I mean, he had 27 goals and they gave him away. And then he goes to Philly and in New York and gets 27, 28 goals. He was a nutcase. He yeah. had his issues. He had his problems, but they couldn't wait to move all those guys out. And then, and Gilbert got caught in that. I, I thought Gilbert was going to be a really good. I mean, I thought he was going to be a stud. And people can shit on me all they want. If you watch Gilbert Brule as a junior and you say he shouldn't have been a top six pick, I'm sorry. He was compared to Sid that year. Yeah. He was Sid of the West. And I remember going to the, the prospects game, Pat Quinn was coaching in Vancouver. He was, Sid didn't show up and, and uh, Jill Bear was on So look, I actually, I, I, I was glad you had it on because we connected after your show and he, he sent me a note that he was on and we sort of went back and forth and exchanged numbers and been better. Yeah, he wouldn't have been, he operated him the other day, you know. Gilbert, you 
you should be proud of your career. You had a long career and, you should, and, and you know, he, he finished on a bit of a high and I said, Hey, uh, when you're good people, good things happen, you know? So I'm proud of him. And yeah. I told him that. Yeah, no, I'm proud of him too. So it's uh he's a great guy, as you know, and, and he kind of said the same thing too. He just, he's like, they couldn't wait to get me out of there once the new regime came in and it was just like, how does a kid succeed yeah. there? Right. And, you know, look yeah. at another guy like Chris Russell is almost going to push a thousand games. That's a draft pick that, that you had. And I think he kind of got pushed out of that system too, pretty quick, you know? So yeah. it's uh, yeah. a, a long list yeah. of great players. Derek Dorsett, if Derek Dorsett didn't have injuries, Derek Dorsett yeah. would still be playing in the NHL today, yeah. in my opinion, too. It's another great draft pick. You know, too. And it's funny, you know, Chris Russell, I remember going to watch Chris Russell play. Cam Barker was the high guy. And I remember we, we were watching Chris play. And our second and third round pick, I get ripped for the first round pick, but Bill Bear, but the second and third round picks were Adam McQuaid and Phil Russell, or Chris Russell at two and three. Both had really good, solid careers. So, you know what? I, I, I chuckle about it. Everybody, they, it's easy to rip at any or any GM for their first picks because 50 50, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough racket. So I typically stay away from ripping GMs as they're, you know, I'll never forget, and I said this so many times, when Montreal Canadiens took Carey Price sixth, fifth, Pierre Maguire on TSN went ballistic on Montreal. How can you do this to your fans? How can you take this goaltender at this position and not take Gilbert Brule? How do you do that? How can you be that dumb? That was him on TSN. Yeah. He kept ripping me for taking Brulee, so I'm anxious to see his track record. Yeah, exactly. As he becomes a, a management genius. Yeah, I just uh, with him, you know, it, it, there's so much noise around Ottawa for such a while there, and I think with this, with him going there, wasn't the greatest thing for them because I think that they had some of the noise brought down. But we'll finish up on that, Mac. We appreciate you coming back on with us. Uh, you know, doing a special edition here of the of the podcast just to get uh, some news and notes out there that are kind of major stuff right now. So thanks again. And, you know, when the season gets going here, we'll uh, we'll get you back on. So thanks. Okay, man. Have a great rest of the summer and fall, and we'll talk. Take care, bud. Yeah, you too. <laughs> when you hire a contractor, you want things to go smooth. Smooth as a driveway poured by Pete's Concrete. You want a solid guarantee. Solid as a basement floor by Pete's Concrete. You want Pete. Pete's Concrete. For sidewalks, patios, your leaky basement, Pete lays his reputation down with every job, and he offers you finishes and colors you won't find anywhere else. You want someone who proudly puts their name on the work they do. Pete puts his name in concrete. Pete's Concrete. Me.
Nothing left of me the same In the wreckage of my 